Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, Pete. Pete, Pete, Pete. You know what? I love recording with you, Pete. It's great. I love it. Uh, and I'm happy we're still doing it, you know, episode one-on-one. But sometimes when we get a guest on, and not just one guest, we got two guests today, it's going to make it even better, even better. So today we got Tyler Faraz from the Hoop Plug Podcast. Gentlemen, how are you guys today? How are you guys feeling? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You already know, Evan, man. We really appreciate you guys having us on again. For those who, who didn't know, I'm Faraz, man. Um, Been on not too long ago, but we're doing good, brother. I appreciate you guys having us on. Yes, sir. Tyler here. Happy to be here as well. Thanks for having us on. It's only right we return the favor after you guys jumped on our podcast a few months back. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah. Love having you guys here. Uh, as you, our viewers, I assume, no, we don't talk too much NBA. So, you know, usually when big trades and such happen, we usually stick to our football and a lot of baseball, too. But it's nice to get some more people on here that are definitely bigger experts than us when it comes to NBA. And a lot of the moves have been going on in free agency. There's been a lot of movement. For so, sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it, man. This free agency, as we like to say, man, Uh, you know, we got 99 problems, but a free agent is not one. I mean, between the pool That's party true. making a splash in D.C., uh, between baby Drake really making a, a splash, a mini tsunami, I'd say, in Houston. Uh, there's a lot a lot happened this free agency, man. And, uh, you know, we're so happy that we're here at Tulsa in the morning to chop it up with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Especially now that we got a Wizards fan here. I said we open mm. up a little bit. What's going on in Washington? Um, at first, we thought, you know, the Porzingis trade wasn't going to happen. Then it did happen. Uh, you guys finally committed to a rebuild for the first time in, what, a decade? You guys have been, like, the eight seed every Two. year since 2012. <laughs> Uh, right. so, so coming from a Wizards fan, what's, you know, how do you feel about what's going on? Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. Uh, I think really any sort of change, uh, is good change. Uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, the, the Wizards, when you think about it, have had the same regime for the past 20 years when, after they got rid of Michael Jordan, they brought in Ernie Grunfeld and then after you know 15 years 16 years of mediocrity they hire they fire grunfeld and replaced him with his assistant so it's been the same sort of ideology same sort of stagnation same sort of ment- philosophy and finally they're done with whatever regime that tommy shepherd was going and now they're going in a completely different regime. They brought over Michael Winger from the Clippers, gave him sounds like a decent amount of money to be the president. Will Dawkins from OKC. Uh, they got, uh, I think, the former general manager of the Hawks as like their sort of pretty much like their assistant GM. It's a lot, ex- a lot more exciting, a lot more forward thinking compared to uh, previously how they developed players and uh drafted players and traded players and and stuff like that and uh i'm excited i'm excited i don't care how good or bad the team's gonna be next year it's still a work in progress i still think we have a lame duck of a head coach in west also jr but any sort of change is good change like i said moving moving away from kate uh porzingis moving away from beal bringing jordan Poole, resigning kuzma i'm totally fine with that uh, but I- i'm excited but the big thing, I, you know, I've kind of re- reiterated the last few episodes since the trade is, can the Wizards draft? Because we know they got, they got mm-hmm. their picks now. But, you know, the last few years, looking a little spotty, the only guy that is kind of panning out is Roy, and you got rid of him. So it doesn't even matter. When we traded him, man, oh, man. Oh. I'm so pissed call. off. And I'm not going to lie, the, the, the first round pick y'all guys just went with, Bilal Koulibaly, he's giving me Frankie Smokes vibes in a bad way, <laughs> the worst possible way. French point guards, I, they, they just, unless it's Tony Parker, it's usually not working out. Listen, the Wizards love, and I, when I mean love, they love international players in the first round. Jan Vesely, uh, Denny Avia yeah. recently, uh, 
they drafted like an own eight oh nine. They drafted, I think, he's from like Ukraine or something. Like, it, like a later, like they love international players. Love them. Doesn't mean they draft them well. I guess Hachimura kind of, sort of, not really, because he, he's from Japan, but you know he played Gonzaga, so it's a little different. But I count him. He's got the accent. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that that brother's uh that brother is international. All right. I don't care what nobody says, you know what I'm saying? Um, but no, nah, you you hit it kind of on the head with the drafting. I think Pete, that's a great question. One of the insuff one of the inefficiencies, insufficiencies, whatever you want to call it, of the Washington Wizards in the last few years is their uh ability of drafting or inability uh to draft. I mean, you know, you see some highlight guys like John Wall, Brad Beal in the last 15, 20 years, right? Um, Roy Hachimura, but I mean, the list doesn't doesn't get too long after that. I mean, you know, the front office really they've been questionable. I'd like to think with the change of staff up front, you know, you're going to see some differences. I have to say, though, I do. I vibes with Coach Wes Unsell Jr., you know, what I'm saying son of a former NBA uh, basketball player himself. Our boy Joe GK, who uh, we actually went to school with is on the staff over there in Washington. You know, we had him on the pod. So, you know, I, I have to say, I think Wes, you know, Given the right pieces, given the right situation, could definitely do something over there in Washington. But I don't think he's had the chance just yet. So patience on patience for Wes. Patience for Wes. <laughs> I, uh, so go back, actually, when you talked about John Wall and Bradley Beal, you would hope you wouldn't miss on those guys because one of them was a first overall pick and one yeah. was a third overall pick. So facts. But facts. Uh, I'm hoping Uncle uh, Junior works out. Obviously, his dad's a legend in Washington Bullets, Wizards, you know, history. <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping it worked out. I was excited when he got hired, uh, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, I I know his uh, style is a, has been a little different compared to like Scott Brooks when he was here, and even like Randy Whitman beforehand. So, but hopefully, hey, maybe maybe it changes. But I'm still <laughs> you know, new regime. Sort of how how much of a leash is he is he gonna have? So. I feel you. I feel you. Especially given the last time you really had a chance to cheer in the playoffs. Uh, Paul Pierce, the truth was still on the squad. You know what I mean? Paul Pierce was, hey, listen, I don't even need to, I'm not even knocking, but those those are some good times in Wizards history, okay? (laughs) He had a buzzer beater, too, I think, one of the playoff (laughs) He had the buzzer beater, and he also, yeah, he had a buzzer beater that counted and had another one that didn't count against the Hawks that like he just re- he missed and we lost in the second round. It was tough, but listen, listen, Paul Pierce doesn't get love right now because of, you know, his uh, infamous live stream. Right. But people forget the truth was the truth, man, especially his last couple of years. He was still able to kind of, you know, give you something when you thought it was, you know, it thought it was over. So I uh, had to throw a little bit of shade, but non shade uh, at the wizards. <laughs> no, I, I love, I love Paul Pierce. I, I, he was, he was awesome for that one year. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. And overall, I think this is definitely the time to rebuild. I'm glad they pushed the button. The question is, is it two years too late? Because they had the opportunity to move off Brad Bill before they gave him the no tra- trade, before they gave him the new contract. And undoubtedly, the haul would have been a lot more than what they just got back from Phoenix. So, yes, it's good that they're rebuilding. But at the same time, they should have done this a long time ago. It's kind of funny how, you know, we just so happened to pass one of uh, a draft with probably one of the most gen- generational talents, you know, in you know, in Victor Wembanyama. But you know, I'm happy that you know they did it the year after, so that's great. So good, good job, <laughs> good job, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> or even like Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, it, just great. Thanks, guys. I like Scoot a lot. <laughs> Scoot's gonna be he's gonna be a beast. I want I want to see how it's gonna work out if Dame does end up staying in Portland, which is looking a little unlikely now. You know, it's probably like a what a ninety percent chance he goes to Miami. How can he? Portland taking Scoot at three—that's the Mm -hmm. nail in the coffin. If if I'm Dame, Scoot's not there to be a teammate. He's there to take his spot. (laughs) You don't take a lottery pick, first point guard in the class, to mentor. Mm -hmm. And there (laughs) was the rumors, and there was the rumors too, right? They were trying to get Dame a piece because, as a Nets fan, I saw they were trying to move that third pick, which ended up being Scoot, to get Mikhail Bridges. It was at the third and I, some some bench piece. I forget who off the top of my head to get McHale and the Nets turned it down, which I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I'm glad they turned it down. I really like Bridges, especially if they're trying to go in a positive wing direction because I think Evan's a big proponent of this. How No matter how exciting the prospect can look, if you already have a guy that you know can score as a two-way player, 
you kind of hold on to that, right? You don't take the risk to hopefully maybe he ends up becoming better when you have a guy that's already guaranteed to give you, you know, 22, five and five. The Obi Obi Toppin situation in New York. Mm -hmm. Julius Randle turned into that all NBA guy you were hoping to get in Obi. So you had to move on. Exactly. I think that's a perfect pivot, honestly, because for the first time, I think in a while, both New York, New York and Brooklyn, both those teams have something to talk about. Is somewhat of a future in Knicks, Knicks fans. I mean, you guys won playoff games, you know, since, you know, God knows how long. So how does that feel? What's the future look like? I think I called it a magic carpet ride because that's what it felt like, man. I didn't touch the ground <laughs> until we got exited <laughs> from the playoffs. Ran into Cleveland, sent them home. I mean, honestly, the crazy part is we advanced two rounds and Julius Randle had about a quarter and a half of good basketball that he played. Mm-hmm. And that's just a testament to how good Jalen Brunson has been and how excited I am to watch him potentially grow. Cause that's a 26 year old that's be all just got to the chance to be a number one option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that, that was sh- the first time. Go ahead. The, does that show uh, also like in 2021, when you guys made it that infamous series with the Hawks, that seemed <laughs> like that team was so reliant on Julius Randle. Are you, is it more a little more optimistic now that you don't have to solely rely through one player like Julius Randle? And like Julius Randle is a good player, but he's not like people don't think of him as that number one sort of guy. Is it good that now some other guys can, you know, help out, help him out, and uh, you know take some uh, heat off of him? Ross, you want to take that one? I look, you got something. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, honestly, I was like, man, let me let me hop into this mix here. But this this is uh next conversation. But to be quite frank, man, Jalen Brunson was brought in. He was going to be the three to Randall's two, and they were going to look to queue up to find a one. You know what I mean? Jalen Brunson came and turned this thing up on his head, dude. Like, I'm, I want to make a hot take, and I don't think it's that hot. But through the first two rounds in the playoffs between the East and the West, Jalen Brunson, if there was an MVP trophy... It might have gotten to Jalen Brunson. I mean, talk about one player single-handedly willing a team uh, over and over again to victories. I mean, guys, like, if Jalen Brunson wasn't there, this team would have folded in the first round against the Cavaliers. There is no doubt about it. But with Jalen Brunson's leadership, with his presence, I mean, it's given the Knicks fan. As of right now, I think that for the Knicks to really propel themselves to become a championship team, they need a one. Right. Whoever that number one, a superstar, all NBA guy. Right. Jalen Brunson has shown flashes. But as of right now, we know he's doing a great. He can't do a better job in the role that he has. But I think for the Knicks to win a championship, you need that one. Jalen Brunson will be that not even a two, but that one B, mm-hmm. you know, with Julius Randle being that like two third option. Right. This Knicks team is their championship bound. I know mm-hmm. I sound crazy. Ty's like, yes, yeah, this fool for us got me hype. But <laughs> after the way that Jalen Brunson, seriously, and I mean the rest of the team, I'm disappointed in them getting rid of Obi Toppin. But nonetheless, um, the way he's performed, it gives you something to feel optimistic about. And right now they look between, I mean, the coaching, uh, between the play of Jalen Brunson. If you add another guy, a top 10, top 15 guy to this team, the Knicks have a chance at a championship. There's no exaggeration there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think more importantly, not even that they need a one. They just need they need a one that's just a bucket getter. We don't need a two-way. You don't need some guy that plays real good defense. There's a lot of those guys like a Jimmy Butler. You need a number one who is a guard that can just get you a bucket at any given time, a straight baller. Because I think the defense is looking good. The movement looks nice. Jalen Brunson's leading the offense. Mitch Robinson hopefully stays healthy. If they can add a shooting guard that, you know, you're down five with two minutes left on the clock that can go get to the rack, they'll be in a great place for a championship. So does, does that just scream James Harden? Like you just, no. Just... no, it doesn't. <laughs> don't set us back it five kinda, years. I don't know. <laughs> but, but that's, how, that's how he explained it. Like, he was just like, bucket getter, doesn't try at all, but just gets a bucket. Like, all right, James Harden, there you go. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, in the Houston days, for sure, but we've seen James Harden really have, like, a, re- a remodeling of his career, so to speak. I mean, the guy's been averaging over 20 and 10 the last two seasons. Very much looking like a point guard. Not looking like that, ha, 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 seven times between the legs. Has he? Mm-hmm. Get to the cup for the foul. 
But at the same time, I know I know James Harden could still get a bucket. There's no doubt about it. I'm not questioning that aspect of it. But I think James Harden right now with his fit, I don't know. I mean, a, na- a name that came to mind, but, you know, people are going to turn it down right away just because of the size of Jalen Brunson already. But, I mean, the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell, who is exactly that, Mr. 45. Again, they're small, but that's. It's a scary team right there. <laughs> and this might be the homer in me, but I've heard reports the people around the Knicks organization believe they already have that guy, that 30-point-per-game guy, that get a bucket. And it's Jalen Brunson. They think he hasn't hit his height yet. They think what you saw throughout the playoffs, the 28, the 30-point-per-games every night, is what he's mm-hmm. actually going to do next season. And I'm not that crazy <laughs> of a Knicks fan to say it, but I, I still, like I said, don't think he's – quite hit his ceiling yet mm-hmm. uh now i kind of want to pivot a little bit and go to my to my brooklyn nets right right across in brooklyn um as optimistic as a lot of nets fans are i'm kind of like cautiously optimistic right now because we're at a place where we have a decent depth we got cam johnson resigned we have mikhail bridges we have some guys right but we're kind of bound to that washington wizards seven eight seed for eternity the way we're built and what makes me nervous is if they want to make a move for one, they're going to have to lose some of that depth. And I think that puts us right back in that KD Kyrie situation where we have no depth. We have the stars now what, and we kind of just flutter around and we're not going to be built to win. Uh, There's no really any guys can get in free agency right now. So I don't know where we go forward. And it really just looking back makes me regret that James Harden trades so much. Like I get, they couldn't stay healthy to play together, but I think they were that team with KD Kyrie, and you still had Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie. He got hurt, but we. St- I think he would have stayed given the the end of the season. But I think that team was built to win. You had the culture was still there. You had the guys that was part of that original 2018 Brooklyn Nets team minus D'Lo, and it felt cohesive. But now I feel like it's just a free range. We're just pulling guys from everywhere, barely played together. I just I hope we figure it out really. Imagine Jared Allen still being on that team. I mean, man, that guy, beast. But um, I will say this. I'm with you there. I think right now for the Nets, which has unfortunately been the trend for their history since they've moved to Brooklyn, we got to try and win, and we got to try to win right now. I mean, the first time it happened, they got a, a very old Paul Pierce, uh, a very old – who was it? I don't even remember. Gerald Wallace. Um, KG. Who else was on that? KG, yeah. Old-ass KG, boy. Old. So um, I say all that to say this. I actually like the pieces that you guys acquired. I mean, I like Cam Johnson. I like Mikhail Bridges. You know, I was making a little joke earlier, but I mean, you guys got Mikhail Bridges. It only sounds bad because you had KD and Kyrie there before, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, listen, Mikhail Bridges, what he's been able to show in the back end of last season, that he has something there. I think that the Nets, if they're to just for once be patient, see how some of these picks that they've gotten has unfolded, maybe try and sign some guys through free agency or the uh, before maybe make them, I don't even want to say make a move before the trade deadline. You have young pieces, work with them, maybe try and do well through the draft. And right now, getting rid of Kyrie, KD, and James Harden tells yourself one thing. You don't have a choice but to try and rebuild. You went for the chip. It didn't work. So now it's time to play the long game. I think if the Nets do that, you know, they work with those two guys that I just mentioned and some of the picks that they've got, they're not going to make the playoffs or or they might be – I don't know. I think they really made the playoffs last year based on the fact that they had KD and Kyrie on the roster prior, right? They're going to be a fringe playoff team. Maybe not make the playoffs for the next couple of seasons, but I think if they can continue to draft well and build around those guys, that this can be a, a team that can show some promise in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. I think so. you got you, you got to be careful about waiting too long because some of that shine that made – the Nets and attract destination is because they were competitive because they were winning. And if you start losing too long, that becomes a habit and becomes who you are. But going back to Pete's original point and how he felt like there was kind of no way out into winning in the near future. I think the route you have to hope for is that Ben Simmons kind of looks like what he did again, what he once was. And I know you're shaking your head. It doesn't look like it's all that possible, but if you're talking about getting another guy that's on the bridges level or even better, it's a package that looks like a competent Ben Simmons in a couple of those picks you just got. I mean, that's true, but I don't know how really injured the guy is. <laughs> if he's as injured as he says, there's two possibilities. He's either as injured as he says, and he's not going to play, 
or he's lying because he just doesn't want to play. And that's probably the even worse situation because the guy's confidence is completely shot. And I don't know which option I'd rather have at this point. I'm just hoping he can be a at least pass first competent defensive point guard. And, you know, at that rate, I'll be happy. Yeah, when you look back on the legacy, not the legacy, but on the last four years of Brooklyn Nets management, it was that trade that, like you said, really set them back. You know, it was that trade that pissed KD off. It was that mm-hmm. trade that, you know, you got nothing from, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. They were the biggest what if probably in NBA history, that big three. I don't think I've ever seen a big three like that. I don't think we could even. It was like the stars aligned to get those three in Brooklyn at the same time. They played a collective, what, 12 games together? And I think they were about 10 and 2, give or take. They were nasty in those 12 games. There's no doubt about it. I mean, listen, uh, Ben Simmons, man. I mean, he got an 87 in the new 2K. Maybe that's maybe there's some hope there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Ronnie knows something we don't because I, I hope he pans out. <laughs> but I'm right there with you guys. I mean, honestly, like Ty said, bar uh, short of Ben Simmons looking like a all star again and, and moving him for something. I, it's going to be hard to see this Nets team uh, winning anytime soon. You know, mm-hmm. I think, to, you know, the Nets are probably one of the biggest question marks in the league right now. But the team I want to talk about the most actually is probably well two teams. It's Houston and definitely Memphis, and two completely different situations. Memphis being ready to win now, having brought in D Rose, which I assume most people figure to mentor John Morant a little bit, get him on the right path. They paid out a lot of money to free agents. Then Houston, who also paid out a boatload of money to free agents, but they have a lot of young talent that are huge question marks right now. Well, I got to start off just by saying this. It's a parade inside my city. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, man. Like, I I definitely want to start with the Grizzlies, bro. I think that the Grizzlies, besides uh, the way Ty calls it, just 25 to life. Besides just 25 to life, I mean, I think they did everything right this offseason. I mean, they bring in an upgraded, better version of Dylan Brooks, who's going to get that chemistry in that locker room right, and Marcus Smart, former Depoy, uh, does everything that Dylan Brooks does, but better brings leadership, brings a little bit of class. Talked about D Rose. I mean, dude, I'm a I'm a Chicago Bull fan. Talk about the Rose that rose from the concrete. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, D Rose is him, and I unfortunately his career didn't pan out the way that it could have. But if there's one thing D Rose can definitely do is c- to guide this youngin and John Morant to the right path and let him know, listen, youngin, I wasn't bugging like you were. You know what I mean? But I had this thing taken away from me. So you got to wisen up and sharpen up or uh, you're not going to have the opportunities that you have. Once you're blackballed from the league, uh, shouts out Gilbert Arenas. It doesn't matter how good you are. There's no coming back from that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like D Rose is almost the RG three of the NBA where <laughs> he, you know, great, bright early career, but the injuries limited him. And he's kind of relegated to teaching those guys with his similar style how to stay healthy and properly navigate the league. Don't disrespect D-Rose like that, all right? <laughs> hey, RG, <laughs> no, RG3 was a rookie of the year to start. RG3 was going to be That's a true. lead top. It's true. true. It's true. It's true. Uh, man, you, you said it, though. I like that. I do like that comp, all jokes aside, just because D-Rose got the MVP. You know what I'm saying? He, got, he was right there, you know? Was, but, uh, yeah. But um, the next team on your list, and I'm sure Ty's got a lot to say about Baby Drake and the Houston Rockets. So on Houston, literally everything they did, I could not understand. Three years, 130 for Fred Van Fleet. Maybe, just maybe, if you're thinking, okay, he's going to come in and mentor guys. All right, I get it. The Houston has been unwatchable for the last two years. You got Jalen Green humping everything in sight. But then they turn around and sign Dylan Brooks. Reversing everything they just gained with Fred Van Vliet. Four mm-hmm. years for 82. Ah, disgusting. Nasty work. Maybe they're hoping yeah. he's their, like, Pat Bev. I don't know. He could be scrapping. Maybe need to change the scenery for all we know. But this could age into one of the worst contracts in the league. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, the money is going to be there in a year or two. It won't look as bad. Uh, the caps rising, the salaries. It's just one of those years where the salaries are starting to shoot through the roof. We saw this all the way back when, um, great the name of the center that got that massive contract that was god awful. 
Rudy Gobert? No, it's with the with the <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that no, was different, but terrible. Um, but even less recent. Hmm, I want to say like five, six years ago. It'll come back to me a little bit. Cousins, but nah. But Whatever. it's one of those years where there's a lot of money being dished out, and depending how the cap comes around in the next two, three years, is how I think we're gonna look on that contract. I don't remember who it was, but I think the first time I was like, all right, this is crazy, is when John Wall first got his bag, the 200 whatever. And I think at the time he was making more than LeBron, mm. I, I want to say. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this shit's getting getting crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. LeBron had uh, like a couple years left on his contract. He's about to get more than that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they're ridiculous. They're getting more ridiculous. But no matter how ridiculous they are, Fred Van Vliet. 130 for three years. Now, that's absolute insanity. Now, Dylan Brooks, I mean, less, but dude, they just paid uh, Austin Reeves, what was it, three or four years for 56 mil? And Austin Reeves is a way better player than Dylan Brooks. I'm sorry, the guy was just averaging over 20 points a game for the entire playoffs, right? I'm going to say that again. AR-15 had that thing on him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Dylan Brooks? I, again, I had made a comment on one of our podcasts earlier. I said, I'd say that's market value, which I mean, I'm. it is market value, but nah, man, that's way too much dough. Now you throw in the fact that all of their young guys, all of their draft picks play the one and two, the guys that you just paid all of this money to come in and play. Uh, or come, Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know. Ime Yudoku was the one bright spot, but. Yep. And actually, I just remember who it was. I was sitting. I was really trying to rack my brain. It was Bizback Biombo. He got that massive uh, deal after that time. Right. That he had that good stretch in the yeah. playoffs. We're like, wow, he's going to be a lockdown defensive center. And you know, at least he had some bright spots before that contract. You'd be like, okay, maybe he could turn into something. But he just came off, you know, the worst playoffs we've seen. He had to go like hiding, damn near, with the Grizzlies. So it's just a contract. It doesn't make sense. But I hope the best. I guess. You know it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I, I I thought about like that signing. And I thought you you meant by you meant uh, Cody Zeller. So like another, uh, you know, I, that's why I thought you meant. So just another great genius signing, uh, resigning from uh, MJ. So yeah, you could tell why be, they are where they are. Yeah, I wouldn't be talking <laughs> yeah. too much smack as a Wizards fan. You guys probably have the collective two worst with Wall. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's something. it. Wasn't that it wasn't that deep? I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't even a personal attack. I <laughs> just, just, just fun, man. Come on. Well, since we're yeah. making fun of each other's squads, uh, another deal that made no sense. Former Net Bruce Brown. Don't worry, you can get off the <laughs> two years, forty-five million to go to Indy, like. Did they realize they don't get Jokic too? I I don't understand where they got that number from. Yeah, he's all right. Like his game is just like I get. He was pretty tough in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but he's just another guy. Like I feel like teams just saw. It's almost like the GM watched the highlight compilation on YouTube. Was like, yeah, this guy. This he he's a dog. Like I, I got to give him the bag. Like he's a rotational piece at best. All right. It's like it's just a C trade for me, honestly. I'm not a huge fan. It's uh the champion the I'm NBA true. finals, NBA finals playoff performance value skyrocket. That's really I mean, look at all those guys in the he heat got, that got the bag. Or I'm not gonna lie though. Finals team. Bruce Brown, I mean, absolutely fleeced the Pacers. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how good he is off the bench. I mean, you got Halley there, so you know he's not starting. Right. Or if he does, it's going to be next to him at the two. And I guess Halley's kind of big for the one, but that's just that's just a weird look. Um, again, does it what, where does Bruce Brown play? Three, one, two. He's like a two, three Pretty combo. Yeah. Like, I okay. Yeah. Based on size. But nonetheless, I say all that to say this. Bruce Brown fleeced the Pacers, man. I don't care what anybody says. He had a good playoffs. He gave, you know, the Denver Nuggets 11 and whatever off the bench. He's a great piece for a championship contender. But what is he going to go do on the Pacers? I mean, I like the signing of Obi Toppin. I thought that was great. I think Obi Toppin, Tyrese Halliburton, about to be one of the best up-and-coming young duos in the league in the next few seasons. Like, like mark my words, for real, for real. Obi's got the potential, and we know what Halley can do. Um, where does Bruce Brown fit into this equation? <laughs> I think the Nuggets basically just, and again, I could be wrong here, but if I'm not mistaken, match until they're like, all right, we're not matching no more. And uh, Bruce got the better end of it, you know? Shout out his agent. Hey- and he's going to sit behind uh, Mathurin. Don't forget they have him, too. 
exactly. Like, where is he? He's definitely coming off the bench. Miles but I know you didn't just pick the squad. But the crazy part is that's his highest, their highest paid player. 11, <laughs> 4, and 5. That's what he averaged last season. It's crazy. Fleeced. So, Fleeced. Evan, it could be worse. I think the what's going to really shake up the league is just where Harden ends up going. We mentioned him before. I just there's so many theoretical packages. Uh, the biggest, the most popular one is have people want him and have him going back to Houston. And I don't even know how that would even pan out. Uh, maybe they get rid of those young pieces and bring Harden. Like, okay, let's try and get this together right now. But he's really wherever he goes. I think it's going to shake up the league. It may Udoka shot that down. He said, I want no part of Harden. Mm -hmm. Take me out the box. I've been acting brand new. (laughs) First year on the job. He's ready. Like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. Uh, Just where, where do you guys see him going? What possible outcomes? Is there even a chance he stays in Philly? Cause I know he activated that. What uh, the player option was that. I don't know. That's the most likely scenario because again, (laughs) this is the third request in the last four seasons. That's just making your value go down. He's got, it's not as far along as the way teams view Kyrie, but it's headed there quick. Mm-hmm. What, if you can't hold on to your asset, if you're unsure if he's going to want to play for you in a month down the line, it makes it harder for you to invest in him long term. So not only do you need to pay James Harden, you need to give up assets to acquire him. It's tough to see Philadelphia getting a move they're happy with. Darrell Morey, look how long he waited to move off Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? It's going to be tough for them to get what they want back. So I think the likely scenario is he just ends up staying. Mm -hmm. For me, and again, I think this is best case scenario for everybody involved. And I got to mention a couple factors after I I do the name drop. But I think Lillard for James Harden is the best case scenario for everyone involved. And I'm going to tell you why. I know Portland doesn't isn't necessarily killing themselves over James Harden. Right. But James Harden and Scoot, I think, fit a little bit better than than Dame and Scoot do based on position. One, two, Damian Lillard requesting a a trade to only the Heat have put other teams in positions to lowball Damian Lillard. And although three years ago, James Harden for Damian Lillard, I'd say that's about as fair of a trade for the most part as you can get. Right now, um, they're talking about what, sending over Tyler here on some picks for D- for Damian Lillard, and that's, that's not going to get the job done. And at the end of the day, this is a business. So yes, the Blazers are going to want to do right by Damian Lillard. But out of everything I'm seeing right now, James Harden is potentially the best thing on the on the table, unless the Celtics are willing to part with Jalen Brown. Uh, another conversation, right? But I say all that to say this. I think Philly becomes a perennial championship contender. I think Portland has somebody to build with the future. And even if he gets out of there in a year or two, he is putting up 20 and 10, 21 and 11 to be, or 22 and 11 to be exact, right? So to me, I think that's the best case scenario for both sides, given all the other factors. But that I mentioned before, but I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Okay. Uh, I think as one final talking piece, uh, this is something that me and everyone kind of going back and forth the other day is out of anybody in the league, this draft included, which one of these young pieces would you want to start your franchise with? Uh, there's, there's just so much young talent, especially given this draft. Uh, like I, I feel like I could argue this for hours. LeBron James. Still LeBron? <laughs> no, I'm just We're <laughs> talking about LeBron right now or LeBron when he, when he came in at 18? Like, right now, like, league as is, all these young guys. Is. Okay. I ha- I think, hold on. Would I have LeBron for another, like, 10 years? Or would it be, like, if he retires from today from now? It's from today going forward. Okay. Yeah, he, okay. he could retire in two years. Maybe he plays five. Yeah, that was a complete joke. Honestly, the safe choice here... And he's not completely young anymore, but it's Giannis for sure. Because you can get five, six good years. He's easy to put guys around. Everyone can shoot in the league today. So just get literally anyone. You can get scraps off the street. He's going to be a rim protector. He's going to do so much for you. Giannis is the easy answer for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go a little bit different with this pick because don't get me wrong, I love my Giannis. But if I want to go real young, I think Ant Edwards is going to be top of the league MVP caliber. Give him two, three years. He's going to be a 28-point guy. He can slam it. He can he, he can run the court, really. I really think he's going to be a league top, number one option, undoubted MVP candidate. That's it. That's all there is to it. Baby Jordan. Baby mm-hmm. Jordan. 
I don't necessarily disagree with you, but Evan, who's your pick before I decide on mine? I have a couple of guys that before I want to say who I say. I agree with Todd. It's definitely Giannis. I don't want to be biased as, you know, you know, fellow Greeks, but I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like, it feels like now it's like everyone's going to say Jokic now because he won, you know, you know they, they won it all and stuff like that. But Giannis, you kind of saw the value when, he went down with the injury against the Heat, and they kind of faltered. And there's reason why they won a championship. And I, yeah, just like I said, like uh, like Tyler said, I think I just think he's just an easy guy to deal with. With just not even just putting players around him on the court, but just off the court too. He's just just kind of that likable personality. That a safe choice. Exactly, he, he's a safe choice. Uh, I know there's people are saying he's. Yeah, having a little bit of like a villain arc with after with the infamous press conference and stuff like that. But I just I love him so much and I think it's just so easy. And just you've seen the growth that what he can do as this power forward, but who can also be a point guard. He can, you know, the shooting's coming around, he can get to the basket. He's just he's a a freak of nature. So yeah, it's I, in my opinion, it's gotta be Giannis. Going off what you were saying, man, if you're a Giannis's GM, you sleep well at night. You know, oh, you're yeah. John Moran's GM, you're up. <laughs> you never know when that phone's going to ring. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone, like, if you're a, 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 you work for the Bucks, I don't see why you would ever leave the Bucks to, like, be the next GM of the, the Rockets or something like that. Like, why? I'd rather be, like, the, uh, you know, the coach, uh, you know, director of player personnel for the next 15 years and for the bucks. And instead of being the general manager for the, the Rockets for like three, four years until like I can't. So <laughs> speaking facts, speaking facts, I mean, dude, uh, there's, I mean, yes, there's some wrong answers. I was going to say there's no wrong <laughs> answers here, but I mean, some of these top guys, I mean, so far I haven't heard any wrong answers. I mean, Giannis is for sure a safe choice. A lot of people are going to mention Jokic. I like Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards shows a lot of flashes of potential. I mean, I don't want to knock LeBron just yet. Like if you could tell me I could have LeBron for another five or six years. And, and again, I understand his age, but he could be consistent with his performance. Like I knew for sure I was getting this LeBron this year, that the one that just passed with no injuries. And I knew I was going to have him. It's not as crazy as a choice. I mean, he just put up 40 points in the Western conference finals. You know, uh, he, he, he's still LeBron again. That's not going to be my pick. Um, to be quite frank, I'm kind of teetering around Luca. I mean, Luca hasn't been that guy the last couple of years, the one or the last year, like the one that we've been talking about, that he is going to lead the league for the next 10, 15 years. He hasn't. We know the talent around him isn't astounding. But I, Luca's a guy I want to start my franchise with, man. We sh he's shown what he can do, especially with this whole cream of the crop, this whole talent. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Luca. If anything, he's going to bring enough excitement, enough fans, where it makes it a fun enough place to play and maybe attract some free agents down the line. But uh, but real quick, I do want to say uh, honorable mention is definitely John Morant. OK, yeah, he has all the off court stuff. But I'm telling you, if you just look at the on court product, which is really hard to do. Right. What more could you ask from the guy? But we will just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a quick honorable mention as well. Uh, it's a kind of people. I don't think anyone would expect, but. He's a personal favorite of mine. I watched him in high school with my very own eyes. And and his name, he plays for the Detroit Pistons. His name is Kate Cunningham. I think he's just I, I think he just kind of was turning a corner and then he got hurt. And I think he's kind of one of these guys that can I, I think if he's healthy, I think the Detroit Pistons, you'll see an improvement for Detroit. I'd I really do. Okay, okay. Uh um, a lot of SGA in him. Yeah. I think speaking of young game, talent, bad. but speaking of young talent, you know, we saw Spurs take the court for the first game of the summer league the mm. other day. What do you guys have to say about Wemby's debut? Should anybody panic really, which I see there's no reason to yet, and how are we feeling about Wemby? It's crazy. The response coming out of that game was mostly negative, but for me, it was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I saw that double tween cross, drive to the lane, dump it off to a for an open dunk or a layup, and I was – I was blown away just at that one play alone. This guy's going to be great. The only question is when. Is it the Tim Duncan arc where he comes to San Antonio first season there in the playoffs and he's like the second best player? 
Or is it going to take time like Giannis, a project three, four years in the league and he's finding his feet? Still too early to tell, but man, I, I think the, the the hype is going to be met at some point with this oh, 100%. And we just have to realize, like, the Spurs knew he was a project. We all knew it was a project. Obviously, the ceiling is number one player in the NBA, nothing we've seen before, like Otani style, you know, seven <laughs> foot five combo guard. But we have to be patient. And I think that's why the Spurs are the perfect first overall. You can get into conspiracies, you know, if the NBA tried to move that around. I think if he went to Houston, one of those other teams, they wanted him to be an all-star right now and would have really pressured that. Whereas Pop and the Spurs are going to let him do what he needs to do to be his best version in two, three years. And let's not also forget yeah. what Michael Kidd Gilchrist averaged 20 in the summer league. It really means nothing. He just needs to get his footing and get used to the court. Hey, Oof. MKG was a baller. All right. No, I'm playing. That's a filthy <laughs> stat right there. <laughs> Yo, MKG shooting the rock like this. <laughs> yeah. In the rock like this. It's uh, up there but... with the most ridiculous jump shots of all time. Like then him and like Sean Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. Sean Marion was the Matrix. He was the Matrix for a and, reason. And, 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 he shot in a 40% at, clip. That's yeah, the craziest part. At the very least, yeah, he was it, good. It, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> but facts, though. Facts. Definitely a ridiculous jump shot yeah. uh, for him, no doubt. Um, I got sidetracked, though. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Talking about Vic. But, yeah. Um, man, to be quite frank, and this is what I'm going to say, I don't think there's a reason to sound the alarm, but... <laughs> I actually didn't expect him to get manhandled on the defensive end like he did. He held his own on offense, but like he didn't get manhandled. That's not fair to say, but he, yeah, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I don't know, man. I just kept seeing him getting turned around. Someone caught a oop over him. And when you're that big, everyone's going to try and do that to you, but you can't, can't put the five blocks on the side and forget about it. Um, I don't know. Again, it wasn't terrible. Like Ty is saying, there were a lot of good things. I just, I, I was just surprised in, the expectations are so high. We're talking about him like LeBron, and LeBron does. I don't even think LeBron had one play like that until maybe Paul George dunked on him eight or nine years into his career, uh, where he got, like got posted or turned around or any any move like that. So when you hold him to that standard, it's it's not fair. But I mean, I think he's an eighteen or nineteen year old kid yeah. just getting his feet wet, you know. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, also LeBron was what a grown man at like 17. So I feel like that's not even comparable to the genetics that guy had. He was he looked like a 25 year old playing with children in high school. But Wemby, like, I mean, the guy, he's 19. He's definitely going to put on a little bit, uh, a little bit of weight. Uh, I think we've kind of shifted away from the mentality of like they really need to bulk up. We've seen KD work out. Chet put on some weight, but I think he's at a solid 205. Nothing that's a healthy weight for him. I think once he gets his footing and uh, figures it out, especially Demby is a lot faster than I think what he saw in France. He, he'll be more than fine. Yeah. And it's more about the strength than the weight. Um, he's getting pushed off his spot too easily right now. And especially if he wants to post up and not just be a seven, four small forward, he's going to need to figure that part out. And a lot of the handle, um, it looks clunky right now on offense. And I don't expect that to go away once the season starts. It's awkward for a big guy to move the way he's moving. He's literally bringing the ball up the court, insane. And uh, everyone's trying to pick his pocket. So that's not going to change. He's going to have to adjust. But I think he will, again, just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. All right. Evan, you got anything for us? Come on, you've been a little quiet over there. You got some Wendy thoughts? Uh, I'm just kind of reiterate, not really reiterate, but yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. Yeah, he's 18, 19 years old. He's from you know, from overseas, it's going to, yes, I might or might not have my thoughts on if the lottery was kind of rigged. I've said it before. <laughs> um, but in a sense, I mean, you're coaching, your coach is Greg Popovich, who signed a, a very nice extension. Big bag. He should be fine. He'll learn. I don't think the Spurs are going to be anything that great for the next couple of years, I would say. So he has time to learn. I know expectations are very high in the sense of fan perspective, you know, selling a bunch of season tickets, you know, his jerseys being sold and all that stuff. But I, I think he'll be fine. The coach, he's, you know, the coach is a legend. He, he won't have any sort of pressure on him to be like, okay, we need to, you know, figure something out. Wemby's going to be fine. So it's, mm. also, yeah, it's a summer league. Like who cares? Like, you know, yeah. it, it's just whatever. 
Okay. That's where I will disagree with you. I think they're going to be in the playoffs next year. Really? I think, West? yeah, by the second half, this guy is, is 20 and 12 with six blocks, I think. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, as long I'm as also Britney Spears the keeps breaks. her hands off him. What's that? <laughs> That's as long as Britney Spears keeps her hands off him. <laughs> <laughs> What a welcome to the NBA moment. Like, welcome to America. This is <laughs> the NBA moment. Oh, yeah. The other league is like, is like half drama, half trades. And then the other third is basketball that actually happens on the court. <laughs> he, doesn't, he, he doesn't need to adjust any of his ball hand or anything. He has to adjust just life now in, the, in yeah. America. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. To play against grown yeah. men. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think I have one quick topic. One one quick topic, and then we'll probably wrap it up. So sorry, Pete. Uh, they announced. I was reminded of the uh, the in season tournament. What are you guys' thoughts on it? I've had my thoughts on it, but what are you guys? Baras, you could you could start off. Um, to be honest with you, I'm like I don't I'm not either here or there for it like I'm not against it or I'm not necessarily for it I think let's just see what happens uh Adam Silver has been very creative in his time as the NBA commissioner he's introduced things like the play-in tournament which I think really shocked everybody I mean even the supporters of it don't I don't think they would have expected it to turn out to be such a great thing mm-hmm. um let's see I think it gives people an incentive to try and win and play games early on in the season um, it, it gives you another reason to to get excited for basketball. So I'm not against it. Let's just see how it is. You know, I don't want it to take anything away from the regular season. I guess is like my only thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead, Pete. No, I was just saying. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. am all for it. I, at first, I was skeptical, but seeing how they're gonna roll it out, I'm all for it. Why not add a little more meaning to these November games? The season's just rolled around. We just got past Halloween. And now every Tuesday and Thursday, there's going to be some games with some something a little extra on the line. You know what I'm saying? And I think more than just create some more urgency in the middle of the regular season, which is a long one, they want to introduce Las Vegas into play. Expansion is not too far away. Like there's a lot of good players out here that aren't even getting the opportunity to have the ball in their hands. That's telling you alone that we are due for a couple extra teams in this league. Look at all the big name college guys that end up in the G League or overseas, like Seton Hall, Miles Powell still hasn't even got a real shot in the league. And he was an absolute bucket out of Seton Hall. And Las Vegas is where they're hosting this, at least the finals, the final few rounds of the in-season tournament. Um, They want a team bad. They just got a baseball team. They got a football team. Basketball is on the way. So Mm -hmm. I think this is a, a new way to introduce Las Vegas even more than summer league into regular season basketball, build up the fan base because they're coming. Okay. What do you think about adding two teams to the league, add a team back to Seattle, put a team in Vegas, and people saying bump Memphis over to the Eastern Conference again, especially they got to fly all the way to the West Coast every single time they play. I love it. I think it makes a lot of sense. The realignment has been talked about for a while, and it's the easiest way to do it is if you're adding two more teams so you can keep things even. So I'm, I'm all there for it. Mm-hmm. Evan, let's hear that big opinion you were talking about. Uh, when that <laughs> when it when it came out, I absolutely hated it. I I thought it was stupid. I thought it was dumb. Um, now I'm slowly growing on it, but like I'm like no, I I can't. It's just I don't know. It feels like the NBA and Adam Silver. I think he's done a great job, for sure. But it feels like sometimes, are you doing a little too much? In my opinion, and. He's getting a little cute. Look, I doubt the playing tournament, and hey, I was wrong. It's it's great. It's really good. But I understand you want to bring some sort of intrigue to yeah November and December basketball. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not really sure if I feel it. Like okay, great, you win a trophy. That means what? Like. <laughs> Like right, like what's the incentive? Like, does the team win? Do they get you know, home, you know, home court advantage or something? Like, or is it just here's a check for fifty thousand dollars to enjoy? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just the thing. Like, I know I, I was watching the summer league. I was watching the Wizards, uh, Pacers summer league game last night, and the announcer he was talking about. Oh, it's kind of like you know how you know in 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 England they do they in Europe they do all these cups for soccer and stuff like that. And as a soccer fan, they it's not exactly what they're trying to say because in those 
cups, it's not just the top teams. It's also like, you know, like random county teams and very small teams for like accountants that like their part-time position. So it's, it's exactly not, it's not. It would be like a tournament that. where like, uh, like you'd have like local, like, like AAU teams could have a chance right, like right. To, to play. Yeah. 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 Some Euro, Euro teams and eight, yeah. uh, like, yeah. And yeah. Silver even talked about that. That's potentially where he wants to take it. They're not there yet. There's a lot to work out, but I could, I could see that happening in the next decade for sure. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We always want to see, right? Imagine you had two years, four years ago, Luca's team in Spain coming over last year, Victor's team from France coming in. And a year before they even came to the league, you saw them stacked up against NBA talent. That, mm-hmm. You tell me that wouldn't bring a little more exci- excitement? Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I, like I, mean the, uh... I would say I like the creativity. <laughs> I think it just depends how seriously our, the NBA stars take it. If we have guys sitting out the tournament because they want to stay healthy for the playoffs and we don't see our top guys, it's just not going to be worth it. It might seem hypocritical on my end because I'm all because I don't like load management. I don't, but it just screams like if they do like for example this hypothetical cup tournament against some of these teams in Europe, would they be in the summer? Like would it be like right before the season? Like no, this is the USA. They on our time. It, Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, fair, but it's like also like these guys need a rest, you know. These these guys like like they're playing eighty two games. Like these guys need like a summer. They these guys got to go to Mykonos. These guys got to go <laughs> to like you know Aruba. These guys got to relax. Like they don't need more stuff. And that's, that's fair. That's but I, these are games that would have already been played. They're they're regular season games. They count towards your record. They count towards the standings. So it's all right. You play a regular game in Dallas on a Tuesday night, or you play a regular game in Dallas on Tuesday night. That means a little bit more. My point was, I guess, mainly for the hypothetical Euro Cup thing, but oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But but honestly, that was my original thought was that was the um, that cup was uh, this tournament was an extension of it. Personally, that's why I initially thought, but I don't know. I'm still I'm still up in I'm I'm more fifty fifty in a sense compared to what I originally was, but I have my reservations. But you know, like I said, the NBA has surprised us all with the playing, so I'm gonna. At least be uh, open to the idea. Okay, well, in general, uh, it was great having you guys on here. Thank you so much for coming and talking hoops with us. Yo, it's for, been for a sure, great man. No, where can they? Where can they find you guys? Where? Yes. What social media platforms. Where they? Where can they listen? All that. We are at hoop underscore plug underscore on all social media platforms, but check out us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just want to reiterate that. Now go ahead, Evan. You got something? No, no, no. I know you guys have a little like uh, you guys have a little closing thing, right? You guys can like you guys close out your podcast in a certain way, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, you know, we'll take care of all of that and more. So before we do, again, just want to reiterate what Ty's got to say. Don't forget to follow us, hoop underscore plug underscore on all your social medias, especially check us out on YouTube, Spotify, all of that good stuff. Um, And thank you guys. Big shout out to y'all. Really love what you guys are doing here. So thank you for having us on the pod. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, sitting at home, put some flavor in your ear. (laughs) 